On today's show, we're previewing the 76ers game tonight in Philadelphia. Is this a must-win? And we take a look at the latest All-Star voting releases. Where does Kemba stack up? What are his chances? And we take a little peek at the Golden Globes, plus Doug gives you an early Oscar take. We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on Hornets. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets, Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day whenever you need it on this Friday. Thanks for ending the week with us. Hey, thanks for spending the week with us. I'm I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Hold on a sec, Doug. I got to turn down my Greensboro Swarm highlights, checking out our boy Christian Wood. 45 points, 15 rebounds, and 8 blocks against Mm -hmm. what we just discovered were the uh, Long Island New York Nets. That's right. The D-League affiliate for the Brooklyn Nets, or at least they're playing uh, in the the arena. And yeah, I mean, just amazing stuff there from Christian Wood, who people were excited about before the season, David. They were excited about this prospect. Ooh. And certainly everything from this highlight reel makes me excited about him. I, I don't know what kind of impact he may or may not have this season, but you know, definitely looking forward into the future, he just has a, a, an extremely um, varied tool set. Yeah, he had some of that white side buzz before the season, right? But he's got much more of an offensive game. He can than shoot threes. Whiteside white yeah, can't shoot exactly. threes. No, 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 no. He steps out. Um, so yeah, I mean, Hey, who knows, who knows, Doug, anything can happen. I'm excited. Extremely long arms. Look at these. Some of these dunks are ferocious too. I mean, he's got a talk about the Hornets needing physicality. I mean, he's got a raw physicality and it probably doesn't come with any of those baggage issues that you would have with us on wide side. So yeah, let's, let's keep an eye on this guy. Um, all right, welcome in. We are part of the locked on podcast network, your team Every day, head over to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcast on the NBA, the NFL, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest-growing podcast network in the world. Let's start in Philadelphia, where the Hornets are getting set to take on the 76ers tonight. And uh, that's the former team of Christian Wood, by the way. Played there that's last right. season. Tip set for 7 o'clock p.m. This will be the Hornets' second matchup with the Sixers this season. The Hornets got a 109-93 win over them in Charlotte back on November 2nd. That was the game where David uh, famously two Vegas bro angels gifted producer Katie and I with two seats near courtside. So I got an up close and personal view of the 76ers that night. The Hornets got uh, some good injury news yesterday. Cody Zeller will be back from an illness that kept him on the bench against Houston. Nick Batum is listed as probable for this game. He's missed the last two games recovering from a hyperextended right knee. Uh, but Jeremy Lamb listed as out with, get ready for this one, David, metatarsal gia, metal oh, metatarsal gia, aka meta- inflammation of the ball of your foot. Ouch! He didn't step on another ball, right? It's the ball of his foot. No, it's the ball of his foot, which sounds okay. extreme. Okay. It's very tough to say, and and sounds extremely painful. I'm going to make you pick one of your children here, David. Uh, not your actual children, but one of oh, your okay. meta- uh, metaphorically. 
Who are you happier to see back, Cody Zeller or Nick Batum? Tonight? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to say Nick Batum just because of the Kimba Walker factor. I think he can take some of that load off of him. And we're trying to get Kimba to the All-Star game, right? So I think that's just going to help his case. I- I'm happy to see them both back. Cody, you know, look at me. It's not your fault. I love you. But I'm just a little more <laughs> ready to see Nick Batum back in the lineup. I'm going to go for the sake, not for the sake of argument. I, I believe this as well. And this has nothing to do with Nick Batum. He's had a fantastic season, been ar- ar- inarguably the second best player on the team this season to Kimball Walker. Mm-hmm. But I'm happier to see Cody Zeller back. The team is one and six without Cody Zeller this season. And I think he uh, provides. Uh, a little, a little bit more defense, a little bit more physicality that this team will need, and he just he gets the people going. Like he makes play. Like Nick Batum hits big shots, and he makes uh, some great. He has great distribution skills, yeah. some fancy yeah. passes. He's uh-huh. he's a big fan of the nutmeg this season, so he right. has his own brand of highlight play. But there is nothing like Cody Zeller galloping through the lane. And and giving one of those like delicious sweet yams to to really you get this love team. The yams. I love you love the it's yams. My, one of my favorite foods, um, nah, I, and one of my favorite plays. So uh, yeah, I mean I'm excited for him to bring a little bit of energy because look, you know Nick Batum does a a lot of amazing things for this team, but one thing you wouldn't accuse him of, of is being too energetic. You know, mm. so I think this team needs spark, it needs energy, and that's why I'm going with Cody Zeller. Fair enough, fair enough. They might need it tonight as well because Joel Embiid will be playing, and he did not play in the first matchup, Doug, which was a little more contested than you you, you might think, if you recall. I do recall, yeah, the first half, uh, the Hornets were, were down uh, significantly, double digits at, at different points, and the Hornets had to go into the locker room and come back out and give one of those uh, you know, famous third-quarter performances that they were known for earlier in the season. And uh, it started on the defensive end um, because they were getting lit up inside and and really letting a lot of rim runs uh, happen. Uh, it wasn't so much three pointers because this isn't this isn't really a three point shooting team. Uh, this is a team that more loves to get into the paint and, and get opportunities there and dominate you inside. And they have a lot of bigs that can do that. I mean, not only Embiid, but um, Noel can do it on the other end defensively. Um, and then Covington again defensively. Uh, he's tenth in the league in steals right now. So Yikes. I mean, this is yeah. I mean, this is a team that wants to turn you over, and they want to get inside on offense, and they're playing confidently right now. They are winners of four out of their last five since inserting T.J. McConnell into the starting what? lineup as the point guard. I don't know what, what T- I don't know what T.J. stands for, but right now it stands for wins. He was the hero of their last contest with the New York Knicks. Uh, the the buzzer beater, turnaround jump yeah. shot from TJ McConnell over Carmelo and Mello. he Carmeloed Carmelo. He went right at him. I mean, Carmelo not known as a stopper, but you know he had a, a couple inches, if not a foot, on on McConnell. And uh, yeah, they've won two in a row, Doug. Now the first one was over Brooklyn, but hey, that's something the Hornets couldn't do uh, recently. So. Uh, you know, all the previews of this game, you know, we could talk about the player. Doug, the Hornets should win this game. They they, they almost yes. have to win this game in my mind. Oh, oh, uh, uh, are you saying this is a must win? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I hate to pull out the must win. You know, <laughs> I, you know Jan- I don't like to, It's in January. You know, I don't like to do that. But listen, this I is, think a, pre, this is all, a pre this is a, all star pre all star must win. It's a mustish win. I mean, <laughs> they've got to get something going here. 
No, I uh, listen. I don't. I don't think that it is a must win. They can. They, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they can make the playoffs without getting this particular victory. But <laughs> uh, it is a it is a significant point in the season right now because they are on a bit of a slide. They've got Boston coming up. That's going to be a really tough matchup. And yeah. more, most importantly, David, they are getting healthy. And, and and if they can't win this game, getting Nick Batum and Cody Zeller back. That's going right. to say a lot about where this team is mentally, because physically they are recovering. Where are they? Where are they mentally? Uh, yeah. So, and you know, again, this team is not. And the other thing is, this team doesn't particularly shoot the outside ball well. That would seem to favor the Hornets. They have, yeah, I, I, they don't have to win this game, but they need to win this game. Well, yeah. Look, they gave away a game against the Nets, right? You can't give away these games to teams that you should beat and, and be an, a good team, be an upper echelon Eastern Conference team, get back in the top four. I mean, they can't keep giving those games away. So it's a it's a very important game, I believe, and and they got to get it. I love to see the Sixers winning, though. I don't want to see them win tonight, but I love well, to see the Sixers win. I think the I NBA think needs the Sixers to be good They need again. Embiid. They need Embiid. Oh, I, I mean, love he's, Embiid. He's a, he's a treasure, is he not? He's just he's fun he's to watch. He's a personality. This is, what exactly. killed, this is what killed NASCAR. NASCAR ran out of personalities, and now nobody watches <laughs> I anymore. I didn't see that. I, I did not see that comparison coming. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, I can't talk about cars on here, NASCAR. This is this is well, Charlotte. We got the Hall of Fame down the We got the Hall of Fame down the street from us. <laughs> um, but no, uh, seriously, like the NBA needs goofy personalities like Shaq and and Embiid is uh, in that same yeah. way. Like we'll get we'll say uh, weird things and do weird things on Twitter. That's what the the NBA is ultimately an entertainment product, and I think it's part. It's a little small part of why the NFL is. Uh, tripping oh. over its own feet a little bit is because they've yeah. forgotten that that this is not it's not as serious. I mean, it is an entertainment product. Um, so I, I'm I'm happy that Embiid is doing well. Uh, he's he's listed as probable uh, to play tonight mm-hmm. with a left ankle sprain issue. But yeah, um, you know he is Embiid. Speaking of Embiid, uh, as we give our preview from the perspective of the Philadelphia 76ers. Right. Uh, but Embiid is averaging, this is important for the Hornets, Embiid is averaging, uh, or, or he's gotten 20 points over the last seven games in each of those mm-hmm. games. And he's only, he, he hasn't played 30 minutes in any of those games. So he does his work early and he does his work efficiently and... They're not playing him thirty minutes because you know he still is slowly recovering from the issues that kept him out of his first few seasons in the league. But he is he is definitely a threat. Oh yeah, I mean look at the averages, Doug. Nineteen uh, points a game, seven rebounds, two blocks. The fourth player since at least eighty three, eighty four to hold such averages through twenty six games, and the first since you mentioned him. Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, he's up there with some of the more impressive rookie big men that we've seen, certainly in the past two decades. So uh, a a talent and an enjoyable guy as well. Um, So enjoy him tonight, but hopefully the Hornets can come out on top. Uh, I mentioned Nerlens Noel. He's like their de facto sixth man now, and he's he's still in trade rumors, as a few of the Sixers are still in trade rumors. And they're still retooling this team, but he is getting significant minutes now, which means that Jaleel Okafor 
is the odd man out. He's he's been kicked out of the rotation. That's man, so a surprising. Big, a lot of young big guys, right? I mean, do you would you would any of those guys pique your interest? Let me ask you that. Nerlens, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if if you know if I don't know the deep scouting though, because I, I know there are concerns right. with his work ethic and concerns with his attitude, but just skill set. I mean, he would fit perfectly. I feel like on the Hornets bench. Yeah. Be the guy, be the rim protector. Be the rim protector, uh, defensive. the paint. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's not a – I think well, – it's, it's interesting. Would he be a better rebounder if given if given the proper minutes and, uh, you know, given the opportunity to, you know, given the signal like, okay, you're going to be our, our primary rebounder on this rotation. Right. Could he be right. a better rebounder than he is? And he's averaging over a steal a game. It's interesting. That's the Frank Kaminsky draft class. It's always interesting to look back at where some of these bigger names, because he was a big name. He was injured. Uh, is it, was he the oh, Kaminsky Cody, you mean, draft no, class? Zeller. Zeller, yeah, because he was okay. Because he was because everyone right? passed. Yeah, everyone passed up on Noel. That's right. That's and, right. Yeah, he fell to sixth or seventh. Yep. Okay. Um, is this a game, David, where if they lose and allow another 110-point performance from the opposing team, is this a game where you start to say, okay, something has to change? Like, this is the linchpin game. We talked to, You talked about it being a must-win, but if they lose, is it a must-change? Well, you mentioned the shooting before for the Sixers. If, if, if the defense gives up what they've been giving up to this team, then I think it's all hands on deck, sound the warning signs. I mean, something's got to change, right? I don't know if it's lineup change or philosophy change, but yeah, I mean, wouldn't you think so? Because that's not, not just to lose, but to give up points the way they've been giving up, you know, to play the way they've been playing against the Sixers, even though the Sixers, like we said, you know, are coming on, I, I think that's going to be a huge warning sign. Okay, there, there are a lot of interesting names on this Philadelphia 76ers team, and not, yeah. not in the sense that they are interesting players, but they, are, uh, they may be that, but they also have interesting pronunciations of their name. Uh, would you? I want to educate some people out there, including maybe you. Maybe you need to be educated, David. I don't know. If Always. You, I I know them now because I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about that? What about that big man Embiid? Is that you think that's the correct pronunciation? Oh yeah. Say it. Joel Embiid. 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 Jo- you got it right. Joel Embiid. Yeah. It's not Joel Embiid. Don't don't get it wrong. It's Joel like Jorel, right? It's tough to it's tough to hand you the because I don't have a list in front of you and I can't if I say the name I'm just gonna give it away I should just read these okay so uh, <laughs> this was their draft pick give me this one sh- name give me one name what do you mean like you give me a first or last name and then I, I could tell you okay the their, their draft pick this year Timote which it looks like Timothy the the Frenchman Timote do you know how to say his, the rest he's got a double last name here no I've never even heard of that guy so you, you yeah, go he ahead. was a deep draft pick Timote. Luawukabaro, Luawukabaro. That's a good one. That's all. It's it's hyphenated, but it's all one word. Timote Luawukabaro, and then they just got signed this guy to a um, to a ten day contract. First name is spelled C H A S S O N, and it's pronounced Chasen, like Jason, but Chase, like don't go chasing waterfalls. Right, Chasen Randall. And then finally, uh, the the other the the other big foreign guy they have on this team uh, the draft pick a few years ago was a draft and stash, Dario, but his Sarge. La- it's, it's not. See, that's what I thought too. I thought it was Sarich for a long time, but it's Sharich. That's bull. 
That's great. Sha- <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that. I can't I've even say it without sounding goofy. Sharich. Sharich. No, it's Sharich? not. No, it's Shah Rich. Sharich. Dar- Dario Sharich. Not Sarich. No. Sharich. I'm going to challenge the 76ers on this. I've never heard anyone say that. That's what the pronunciation guide says. All right, we'll be talking about this game on Good Day Charlotte, which you can check out on Fox 46 here in Charlotte at 8 o'clock a.m. on Sunday or online, fox46charlotte.com. Time for a stat and a story. This is where uh, we've assembled a couple of stats here that we want to go over and tell you what it means, what it means to the story of this season. Uh, This is a good time to do it as we approach the midway point. David, uh, what stat do you have for us to start us off? So I went into the three-point game because I think that's been kind of the story of this season for both the Hornets and their opponents. And one stat that I dug up, Doug, was the stat about a catch-and-shoot threes. Okay, so last year, 2015-16, eight-and-a-half three-pointers made per game off the catch-and-shoot threes. That was good for second in the league last year. I mean, think about the change that the Hornets made uh, for the previous year to shooting the three-point ball. So that was a big change. This year, down about two, 6.7 catch-and-shoot threes made per game. Now, the big difference, though, is that's 22nd in the league. So you can see the jump that the league has made and then kind of where the Hornets have fallen back on that. Um, And that's something you're seeing when you couple it with this next one opponents three-point shooting 30.3 attempts per game that is the worst in the nba doug they are giving up 30.3 three-point shot attempts per game now they weren't much better last year but they were you know 23rd in the league uh, at 25 so when you put those two together you're that's what you're seeing the difference in some of these games they can't keep up with the three-point race, and that's a huge difference when you're talking about you know a couple of possessions here or there. But that's a good point that you make on that second stat, that they were giving up a lot of three-pointers last season because this is part of how they play defense, right? They pack mm-hmm. the paint. They don't want to let you get ri- – they want you to take three-pointers not because you've penetrated and kicked out, but because maybe you just passed around the perimeter, ball reversal, that kind of thing. They think they've got a better chance – at recovering, plus you don't get you don't give up the easy points in the paint. The difference it seems like this season are those those five three pointers that they either you know haven't recovered fast enough to maybe yeah. some some uh, pick and roll coverage gone wrong, uh, coupled with you know just not being able to chase guys off the line. That's the key. The five that, that that's where those five come from. Not being able to recover to the line and chase somebody off a three pointer that they otherwise. Uh, would have taken because, you know, an open three-pointer is not what you, I think, would call an open three-pointer in the NBA. You only need just a little bit of room to really, or a little daylight to get, to get that open look. Uh, When, if I showed you what they technically counted as an open look in the NBA, you'd go, wait a minute, no, that guy was covered. Uh, So it's, it's, you know, these are the best of the best folks. These are the best shooters in the world and yeah. it, it, this is a this is a tough thing to do especially as more and more teams take three pointers and you could probably factor that into this number too david that for sure for sure but yeah the, i mean that's the way it's going but you, but you can see kind of where the hornets have been stagnant you know from last year i want to go back to this catch and shoot number that you said though what do you think is the the reason i have a i i'm i have a speculation here as to why that's gone down but what do you think 
Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess you could pin it on, you know, lack of ball movement or just not as good as last year. I think Al Jefferson not being here, you know, that's going to provide a little less open looks for those guys on the perimeter too. I love that. I wasn't even thinking about that, but you, you're right. They don't have a dominant paint presence that would draw teams down into the paint. I think also what's causing that to happen is that you're seeing Kimball Walker uh, finish at the rim more. Yeah. You know, we used to see him all the time do the Tony Parker maneuver where he would get down in, into the paint and then run back through the baseline, back out, and then kick it around the perimeter again. But more and more, we're seeing him uh, just blaze by his defender and have a free look at the rim and, and knock it down. And so I think just their ability to finish more at the rim, and we've seen Nick Batum, uh, his offense become more mid-range oriented than it has in the past, uh, where he because he has an advantage there because of his length, because of his ability with the turnaround jump shot, he has an advantage of against most defenders in the mid-range. So I, uh, we're seeing a little bit of, of of development in different parts of the offense, especially from those two main guard roles. Um, so those are great stats, great stories there on this season. Here are mine. Uh, obviously, the big story right now is the defense falling off. Uh, someone mentioned on Twitter uh, to me the other day that's like, well, the Hornets are still top 10 in the league in, in defensive yep. rating. That is true. Uh, at 104.4 overall the season, they are uh, uh, top 10 in the league in defense. But over the last 10 games, they sit in 27th place at 109.9. That's um, it's not good. So it's it's really been recent. But they have been able to play defense earlier in the season and you know you hope they can get back there again also here's an interesting stat 29th in the league in deflections they measure that now through the hustle stats so i don't know if it's just i mean this this has never been an aggressive in terms of jumping passing lanes they've never been aggressive but when the ball does reach the paint you're seeing less you know digging that ball out and and deflecting it when it when it gets kicked back out, there's less deflections, and I think that's part of it too. This team has to get handsy, especially with Philadelphia. You got to get handsy with them. Yeah, I mean, Doug, we're really digging. I mean, not to pat ourselves on the back for searching the. This NBA is what stats we. This website. is the in-depth stuff listen, that people want. But I also think, right, like there is some sense of searching for like what's going on, because as you mentioned, the defense as a whole um, has still been good. You know, a lot of the things are still there from last year that we've seen from this team. And it's like, what's going on that's leading to, to some of these slides. So, I mean, you know, we're just looking for any little thing to point out to you guys and say, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe this is a thing. All right. Here's my second stat in the story. Is Kimball Walker shooting too much? This comes to us from a, a Twitter follower uh, asked us, do we think that Kimball Walker is shooting too much what? lately? Yeah. <laughs> we we don't talk about Kimba enough on this show because I feel we like really he, don't. Well, he gets talked about. It's like I I've always wanted to to deliver things on this show that were not delivered nationally, and in years past, Kimball Walker was one of those things. Like no one talked about Kimball Walker on NBA Game Time, and now he seems to come up. Every, he was on the starters. They were talking about who would be the bigger snub, Kimball yeah. Walker or or John Wall. And almost everyone, except for our friend, except for our guy Lee, <laughs> except for our guy Lee, except for our guy Lee, picked Kimball Walker. So he's the sexy, he's a sexy pick. He's a sexy talk. So then we they, we talk yeah. about you know we talk about Roy Hibbert or we talk about Marco Bellinelli. Um, <laughs> so, but 
is Kimball Walker shooting too much? Uh, well, here's the answer. No. Uh, no, no, he's absolutely not. Uh, his attempts have stayed fairly consistent this season, 17.8 in November, 17.5 in December, and then 18 in January so far in the five games. His assist percentages have also stayed consistent, 18, 22, 21. So they actually went up. He, you could probably, you could make an argument he was shooting too much in November, but he was scoring so efficiently that mm-hmm. I dare you to make that argument. Uh, and now in January, he's he's lighting it up too. He's shooting 50, 50, and 88. Those are his splits. He's shooting 50% from three. So no, he's not shooting too much. Shoot more, Kemba. Yeah, I mean please. they need you know the, the, with the defense playing like it is they they need uh, any offensive jump that they can get. But no, right now he is. I think he's exactly where they want him to be offensively. They they are exactly as aggressive as they need him to be because he, he the, look Nick Batum, Marco Bellinelli, and Kimball Walker. Those are your three big offensive weapons for this team because. Uh, Marvin Williams not shooting the three ball as well. MKG not shooting it at all. Uh, Cody Zeller improving, doing what he can. And then there's really, um, you know, other than Marco on that bench, not a significant night-to-night consistent scoring threat. So, Kimba. Shoot more. Keep lighting Get him the ball. Get, get him the ball. <laughs> Give him the ball. He wants to score. Um, okay, it's Friday. We always do some fun stuff on Friday. You, David, you wanted to talk. Oh, well, let's talk about All Star first. The second round of voting is uh, out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fan vote hasn't shifted all that much. Uh, Demar Derozan is closing in on Dwayne Wade for that second starting spot, at least in the fan and that's vote. Good. That's yeah. good. Deadline to vote is Monday, January sixteenth. Uh, David, I want to start with this question: Should Kimball Walker fans? I thought about this last and maybe somebody's mm-hmm. already said this so I'm not I know you're I'm going. not breaking ground here but yep. should we have a couple of days left should all of these hashtag #NBA votes on Twitter be yes. going to DeMar DeRozan? Yes, yeah. yes exactly. To help knock off Dwayne Wade who is the bubble yeah. burster? Exactly. Any little thing that uh they can do to knock Wade out of that spot because really I mean that's what it comes down to for for the starting unit i mean if wade gets knocked out of those i don't think he's going to be put in uh by the reserves on the coaches right so if he's taking up a spot it's just going to be so tough to put in all five of these point guards and they really should all five be on there when you look at lowry wall thomas kimba and kyrie irving who's probably going to be voted and yeah um, he's, he's definite yeah yeah, so um, I think anything the fans can do to kind of and, – and it feels a weird, right? I mean, look, legacy votes happen. It's not the worst thing in the world. This is not a Zsa Pachulia uh, scenario in my mind. Like no, Wade, Wade has hasn't not played, played at an all-star level, right. but he's an all-star. He's an established guy. He's a, he's. a I mean, he's an NBA legend at this point. Right. So, I mean, there are worse things than to be knocked out by Wade for an all-star game, but – it's kind of like in golf. It's kind of like in golf when you can when you win a Masters. It's like you can always play in the Masters. You don't right. I think there's at a certain point once you become a four, five, six time All Star, it's like nobody's going to really have a problem with you being in the All Star game. Right. But the thing is, so even if he stays at two for the fans, the media and the players can still knock him down a little bit with their vote, depending on how low they place him. And then how high they may place a DeRozan or a Lowry or a, a Thomas, right? So I mean, so when do we? So so are we officially saying to, to, to go right now and, and do Demar Derozan hashtag NBA vote? 
I think we have to. I, I think, think it's time. We have to pull out all the stops. Yeah, listen, it doesn't feel right, but desperate times call for desperate measures. Call for and look, DeRozan and, measures. And he should be the starting two guard, right? I mean, he should be the all-star shooting guard. The two guard position, the East, by the right? way, in the East is really weak. And, and so, that's so why, if, and, so if you so, if they yeah, if they did right, put five point. point guards in here, it you wouldn't could, be the be worst thing then. in the world. Right. The problem is if they put two, if they, if Wade gets in, right, mm-hmm. and and they put in all five point guards, they're also going to put in DeRozan. That's seven guards. Yeah. For you so know? it would come down to the reserves and the coach's decision, and they would be leaving some forwards. Which is fine. <laughs> I mean, I, which is fine, I think, because the East is so deep at point guard, especially. And look, you're going to have Jimmy Butler, who pretty much plays shooting guard in there as well. So you're going to have DeRo- DeRozan, Wade, which is uh, Butler. Butler. See, I, I wanted Giannis, you know, to be and in the Giannis, front court. Right? So He's going to be in the front court. Guys. Yeah. You're going to have your wing guys <laughs> I mean, regardless. East is going to be small. This is going to be a small team. Just get ready but for that. But how much fun would that be? Oh, it's what, be if so they did, what if they did all five point guards? Listen, and, this and is – well, line. look, the league is guard play. The, the league is guard yeah, play right now. Exactly. It's not It's not big play. So, yeah. I'm totally exactly. for it. So, yeah, so voting closes on the 16th. The starters will be announced on the 19th, and then the reserves will be announced on the 26th. So, And, yeah. and media vote, and I maybe the player vote – I know the media vote for sure. I'm not sure about the player vote, but that's all anonymous. So we're never even going to know – I assume the player vote will be unless they broadcast it on Periscope. <laughs> Man! Like, like Tony Allen, yeah. General uh, Henderson. I'm sure some will. <laughs> Della Dova. De- Matthew Della Dova. God, uh, brilliant. Uh, but thanks, Tony. Thanks for that extra Kimball Walker vote. Yeah. Um, and, and thank you. Oh, do you want to talk about Golden Globes for just a second? Just as we as we dip out, you want yeah. is there a show date you wanted to know? Is there a show that uh that I would watch because yeah. of the Golden Globe? The Crown, I guess it won a bunch. Okay. Oh, the one with uh Hugh Laurie. What was it? The Night Manager? Okay, see, that was mine. That was mine. Now, that was kind of been on my list. Uh-huh. So there's so much stuff out there right now. I but, tried to watch um, one episode, it's very slow, <laughs> it's very yeah. methodical. And and I loved House. When Hugh Laurie was right. was on that, and I always saw him as an anti-hero. I don't know how well I'm going to do with him as a as an actual uh, an- antagonist. He's the bad guy. Yeah, and I mean, uh, um, yeah, that was the one for me. I think on the movie side, I got a La La Land, which gotta I gotta see it. I've seen anyway. it. Uh, too, yeah, I've seen it twice now. Um, I'm a big. If you don't know this about me, I'm a big. Oh, movie. you love dancing. I, well, I love dancing. I love. Um, I love old movies. So okay. this was a love letter to old movies. I'm not a huge fan of jazz, but if you love jazz, it's a love letter to jazz as well. This is a fantastic movie uh, and a fantastic date movie too. It's, it's a very, a very cool movie. It's, it's top five movies for me all time now. Favorite. Whoa. Yeah, it's, I take my top 10 list. Very, this, this movie knocked off Jurassic Park. That's oh how, that's gosh. how serious uh, I am about this movie. It's, it's fantastic. Wow. It's, it's going to win the Oscar because Hollywood loves movies well, about Hollywood. Easy now. I don't know. No, it's I mean, no, listen, I'm guaranteeing Oscar, it. It's absolutely going to win. No, Manchester no, by the sea. No, no, it's biggest, as, co- it as biggest competition will be Moonlight. But, Moonlight and Manchester. Right. But La La La, I'm telling you, never bet against Hollywood's, uh, love for themselves. I mean, it is it, – look, the awards – this is why I hate award seasons. I'm ne- we're not going to do an Oscar show because I hate awards. I, I barely watch the Golden Globes. 
But they hate them. I hate them because they're they're all just it's it's rich people giving awards to other rich. It's just weird. It's just a weird thing that we obsess over, and um and I just hate it. But I'm telling you, they will give it to La La Land because it's okay. a movie. You're it's a fan. The gauntlet down. It's well. First of all, I think it deserves it. But second of all, I think that Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. Certainly, I was looking for uh, the correct answer from you was Stranger Things, even though it did not win. Um, you're, give you're me still a not reason. Watch me, it. I can't do it, but give me a reason. It's fun. It's a it's a fun show to watch, and it's good, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Sure, there's some winks to the '80s, but that's not the whole hook. I mean, it's a, still a fun show. You like, you know unexplainable stuff and, and mystery and stuff like that. You'd like it. I need, you know what? This is a very, this is not a good thing about me, but I, I have trouble. And my friends know this. I have trouble jumping onto things that people have said is awesome. Yes. It's very tough. <laughs> like I didn't watch lost until four or five years after it went off the air. And then I loved it. I, I yeah, love it. Exactly. I've watched it three times now, but I right. really have trouble getting, um, I want to own things. And I also believe very strongly, this is the last thing I'll say, I believe very strongly that TV and movies are a time and a place thing. Like La La Land, I love that movie because it caught me in a right time and a right place. Somebody else may watch it and not be in that time or place in their life and and not feel the same way I feel about it. And Stranger Things, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm in a sci-fi place right now. Mm, you just want to be, just want to go against the grain. I kind of want real, right? No, no. I think, I think honestly, with how surreal things are in politics in the real <laughs> world, I'm actually looking for a little bit Escape? of. No, I think I'm looking for a little something that's a little more grounded, that has some oh, so, real, that I has see. some honesty. So you, honesty. So you gravitate not, towards the musical. <laughs> well, no, no. Yeah, I know. As, as I said, <laughs> so it, real, real is real is the wrong word. Honest. <laughs> I'm looking for okay. honesty. No, it's, it's, it's this serious. I'm looking for things that talk about honest emotions and not. Uh, and, sir, then yeah. if you want real, go see Manchester by the Sea and take a box of tissues for crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have here on Locked On Hornets on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter because we're just as crazy on Twitter as well at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're there, give us a five-star review. Help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. Shoot us your Hornets questions, your thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. By the way, we'll be live-tweeting this game tonight. We're back again on uh, Sunday on Fox 46. Make sure to check us out there. And then, of course, we're back next week with an all-new slate of shows and a live show on Tuesday, YouTube.com forward slash LockedOnHornets. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Beat the Sixers. Love you, Embiid, though. Let's swarm Charlotte. Don't